Yo, what is up, fans? It is your boy, TPJ. I am here. I am live right now on the Two for One show. We have two guests tonight. We have a guest calling in from Seattle. We have Pavi on the line. We were arguing before we even started the show. Trey Young versus Luka Doncic. Pavi doesn't think Luka Doncic is a top scorer in the NBA. Everything is about to unfold right now on the Two for One show, my nightly NBA recap show. We are live coming to you from youtube.com slash hoops and brews. But before we get ready to hop into the show, number one, I would like to give a special shout out to everybody out there that has watched our recent Clippers and NBA coverage. You guys have been killing it out there. The views have been amazing. The traffic has been amazing. You guys have been liking it. You've been commenting. Continue to comment, like, and subscribe to everything. We love you guys. We need you guys. Share a video with a friend. But before we get ready to go ahead and hop into tonight, I have to give out a trash award before everybody else joins. This trash award for tonight goes to my guy, Double T. I don't know what you was thinking. Hey, Patty, shut up. This is the intro to my show. This is the intro to my show. Shut up. Double T, I don't know what you was thinking. You thought who you thought you was? Curly Neal or somebody? What was what was that? He did a oopsie, he did a oopsie doo doodle and then threw it off the backboard. Double T, you get the trash award for the two for one show tonight for me, my friend. But anyways, as I said, uh let's go ahead, let's hop into the two for one show. Um welcome Sterling. Uh got the man Sterling Repke um all the way from Seattle, Washington, joining us live on the two for one show, as well as the guy himself, the man, the myth. The hot take legend, Pavi World. Pavi, go ahead, talk to the people. Let them know where they can find you at. Um, and yeah, and let's go ahead and let's hop into the action. As always, man, follow me on Twitter at Pavi World. I word on one word. Sterling, thank you for joining us tonight. Um, thank you for joining me. You know, I appreciate it. You know, I thought Pavi was going to be busy. Um, so I just tweeted on Twitter if you want to join the show, you know, send me, you know, your info. And I'll call you. And I'm a, man, I'm a man of my word, right? Am I not? I'm that's a man true. of my word. I hit you on the Skype. And, you know, that's what it is. That's how we are. We're real. You know what I mean? If you cool and, and you know, you always been cool. We always have good interactions with you on Twitter. So go ahead. Introduce yourself to the people. Let them know who you are. Let them know what you do. Let them know where they can find you at on the Internet. And let them know why they should care about your sports opinion. Talk to the people, Sterling. Uh, my name's Sterling. I host a podcast, Sports with Sterling, on Spotify and Apple Podcast. I am a political uh, campaign aide slash consultant. That's what I do my day job and uh yeah honestly i've I've watched every every basketball game every football football is my main thing but i love basketball lebron's my top two athletes him and brady and uh yeah i mean tonight lakers got the win i thought i I, when you sent that tweet out i just wanted to boast a little bit lebron is 34 doing things that no other 34 will ever do in nba history and uh i just thought I, i i was really happy to call in so thank you for having me no problem, bro. I appreciate it. Thank you for calling in and thank you for, you know, just, um, you know, having the, like a lot of people. And I say this to Pavi. I say this to everybody out there, especially when I meet people who always ask us how we do what we do. You know, now it's like how, you know, what's the key? And I tell them all the time, just make stuff, bro. Just mm-hmm. literally just make stuff. And when people ask you to do stuff or they ask you to make stuff with them, 
make stuff for them. So shout out to you for having the balls to just be like, yo, you know what? I'm calling in. I'm going to do it right now, live on the spot. So I appreciate you. But Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. No, no problem. No problem. Anytime, anytime. And for all of our fans out there, you could be Sterling. Uh, whoever has their webcam up a little bit louder, turn it down a little bit for me. Um, but you guys can be Sterling. You can call in randomly if you wanted to. Like I said, if, if we follow you on Twitter, make sure you go ahead, you send us that Skype name, and we will try to make it happen. But let's go ahead and let's also hop into tonight's action. Let's go ahead and talk about what everybody wants to talk about. The Los Angeles Lakers move on to defeat the Phoenix Suns 123-115. to This was a game for me that was a huge test for the Lakers to start off this season. I thought, number one, that this would be a test for um, them as a whole. Um, you know, in terms of the Lakers, because I thought that we really need to see what they would look like against better teams. I felt like they've been the, you know, they've been the beneficiary of having not really the toughest competition to start. You know, I think I still believe that the Clippers are the best team in basketball. And we saw what the Clippers did to them without Paul George and Paul George is coming back. Um, so it's about to be scary times in Los Angeles. But LeBron had a solid performance tonight. He put up 19 points, 11 assists. Seven rebounds. He only had one turnover tonight. Anthony Davis had 17 points on nine of 17 shooting from the field goal range. He hit one three. He was five of six from the free throw line. Um, he grabbed 12 boards. My big issue tonight was with LeBron. LeBron cannot get it done on the free throw end. And although Danny Green came through in the clutch and um, and you know hit a free throw, AD for the most part hit his free throws. The Lakers. Still, they worry me when it comes to late game situations in terms of making free throws. As for the Phoenix Suns, uh, Devin Booker does what Devin Booker does. He, you know, he had a fairly solid game. Still shot 50% from the field. Um, he was off two from the three point line. He had nine assists tonight, which I can't complain about. That five turnovers. Obviously, you want them to cut down on those. But Kelly Oubre was nowhere to be seen tonight. Kyle Kuzma was also a star for the Los Angeles Lakers. So, guys, what are your thoughts on tonight's matchup on the Lakers versus the Suns? Did you watch it? What are your impressions? I, I can go first. Go ahead. Feel free. Uh, so, I get uh, – so, okay, LeBron's never going to be a great free throw shooter. Obviously, the two for seven is a problem. I don't view it as a huge issue, though, because it's not, that's five missed points. But if you look at what he's doing with the field goals he's taking – 44% is really low for him, but yeah. he's making all the right passes. He's rebounding as good as he's ever done. And the thing is, is he doesn't need to be great at the free throw line because they have Anthony Davis. And Anthony Davis is playing like the defensive player of the year, close to an MVP level. He's so good. What, what was he tonight? I'm, I'm, let me pull this up. 24, uh, 24 and 12. And nobody can get – and he was – at the end of the first half, he was completely dominating mm -hmm. the Suns. I think they were down like eight or something, and yeah. he scored six or seven points unanswered. And uh, I get the concerns with LeBron's free throws, but I don't think they're really – that. I don't think it's that important because of how good AD is. And you have Kuzma and Green as the other two. This game was good. I think they limited Booker to how – 21 with Booker is not a, not a good night for him. You know, he can always yeah. go for 35 or more. Uh, the real surprise in this game was Baines. Baines played really good. Uh, I did not expect that out of him. He's been playing well like all season. He's been playing really well all season. Go ahead. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, this Phoenix team is a surprise, obviously. Uh, nobody. I don't think anybody predicted them to be, what were they, 6-3 and three coming into tonight? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you're right. It was a test. I like what I saw. Uh, they pulled away at the end. It was a close game all game, fun game to watch. 
I really like this Lakers team. Uh, I know that you just said you think the Clippers are the are the best team in the NBA. I I disagree. I worry about Kawhi and Paul George. Paul George obviously hasn't played, and Kawhi is is permanent problem in his knee. Look, I worry I'm, about. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm 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 keep it a thou while with you. I've seen this man Paul George in practice. Practice, bro. Mm-hmm. There, there is nothing anyone in the NBA can do with this man. Period. I've seen he, Joe Ingles break his ankles. Hey, look, look, look. Shout out Joe Ingles, man. Shout out Joe Ingles, man. No, Paul George is phenomenal. I just, I'm not. I see Joe Ingles break his ankles. I can't deny that. I'm, and I'm not arguing in favor, uh, you know, for PG. I've always, I've always been very critical of PG's late game performance, and just because. We cover the Clippers. I'm not going to stop being critical of, of PG. I still think that he is a guy that possesses top three to top five potential in the NBA year in and year out. And that's what I want to see from him. And anytime I see anything less than excellent, that's how I feel about him. Like, I feel he's not in the category of the LeBrons or the Anthony Davis. But to me, he's like, but in terms of talent level, but he's like a level below. He's got one of the craziest handles of any, you know, kind of wing player we've ever seen. He's great on defense. He can rebound. He can shoot. He can do things from all over the floor. And I think that the one thing that the Clippers have been missing, you know, the one thing that I really have noticed this year from the Clippers that has been missing is just someone to someone other than Lou Williams and Kawhi Leonard to play isolation basketball. Because what we saw even last night, um, you know, versus the Raptors was every time Kawhi got the basketball, they trapped him. You can't trap him with Paul George on the floor, which I think works in favor of them. And even with the Lakers, no, you can't. Not with Paul George on the floor. With Paul George and Lou Williams on the floor, you can't. That's a lie. That's a lie. Stop lying to me. That's been Patrick Patterson. That's been Patrick Patterson out there, standing out there on the three-point line for the past goddamn three weeks. Stop lying to the public, man. All you would do is rotate the you, – you would, you would pick the one that you think would be less effective. With Trez on the floor, too? Yes, you would pick the one that you think would be less effective. You would try to like shut down. Like right now, I don't know if it would work. You on that book of sugar. You would you would trap Kawhi. He would have to get off of you. Would, especially if you trying to pick a roll with Trez. Who on the Lakers can trap Kawhi? Who on the Lakers is trapping Kawhi? Can you listen, bro? God damn, I'm trying to talk. You would let Trez put the ball on the floor and make decisions with the ball. Which you saw last night, he's not the greatest in like playmaking. You would travel early. Make Trez get the ball like the free throw line, put the ball in the floor, make the same like right now. I don't know how well it would work. You watch too like, much yes, goddamn you, Clippers basketball to have that listen, opinion, bro. bro. Yes, Come on, listen, man. Bro. Yes, you would still trap Trez or trap Kawhi. Reason being, I mean, still trap Trez or trap Paul. You would reason being is I would rather put the ball in Lou Will hand or Trez hand and put the ball in Kawhi hands or PG hands and live with the results. As far as what the Lakers did tonight. What? Um, what? Why is that a way? All right, bro. You sat up here many a times and argue me that Lou Williams is one of the best scorers in the NBA, and you sit up here telling me, oh, I would rather trap. We're going to trap. We're going to trap Trez and Kawhi and leave Paul George and Lou Williams with the basketball? What the what? You're going to leave Paul George with the basketball. I told you you would trap two of the people. You can trap two people. You had to give up something up. So you gonna give up Lou Williams, the guy who been averaging twenty two wide open for for the rest of the? Come on, man, stop it, stop it, stop it. I love Lou Williams. Paul George or Kawhi? I love Lou will take shots. You guys are wild as hell, man. Listen, listen, bro. I was. Paul George or Kawhi? 
Even the internet knew. Even the internet know you on that booger sugar. No, you have to give up. No, you have to give up something. You can't guard everything. You can't. Like it's impossible. There's nothing you can give up. Literally, the only thing you can give up. The only thing you can literally give up is having your big. Only thing you can give up versus this team is having your big pre-rotate. And if you have your big pre-rotate, it's gonna be Montrez Harrell or Zubak. Two of the guys that are top 15 in the NBA right now in PER that are both giving you on a per 36 basis over 15 and 12 boards a game. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Who is going to trap them? Who even has the defense to trap Paul George and Kawhi Leonard? The Lakers don't. The Lakers just better hope Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard turn into gods. You go into some whole different. What? I'm not even talking about the Lakers. I'm just talking about if you, this is what I would do. I would take the ball in Kawhi and PG's hands. I would force Luke Will and Trash to beat me. If they do that in over seven games, I can live with that. If Luke Will and Trash are going to beat me over seven games, I can live with that. I do not want Paul Jordan and Kawhi Leonard to beat me over seven games. If Luke Williams, Trez, Zubak, Mo Harkless, Landry Shannon, yeah, fine. Like, you know what? If we can't win that series, maybe we didn't deserve to win. There is no defense that exists for that. Period. You are talking about some whole different. No, I'm not. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. We specifically started the conversation talking about the Lakers. And then I said, I like the Lakers and they have a great record. And I said, but the Clippers are the best team in the NBA to me. And I said, they're the best team because Paul George is coming back and because Paul George has to go out there and dribble and shoot the basketball. And, and it's gonna be with the Lakers. I think that the Clippers. I think the Clippers have the advantage over the Lakers because I think that they have the. They have mad guys to throw at LeBron, and the more I watch AD, AD frustrates me on offense. Defense, he's great, but offense sometimes he frustrates me on offense because I think he lets the defense dictate what shots he's going to take a little bit too much sometimes. But. What I've said millions of times is the S factor for the Lakers team is Kuzma. When I look at tonight, like I've said millions of times, Kuzma needs to be Kyrie. When I look at tonight, 25 minutes, 23 points. Even if I look at the nine buckets Kuzma hits, I think they were the biggest, most difficult buckets in the game. Even in the first half, when Rondo was in with Kuzma. He was soft finish trying to go on a run, finish out the half great. Who was scoring? Kuzma. Even Rondo that, needs to retire. No, he doesn't. Rondo, no, no, I've seen the two years last night. Even tonight, like, I don't expect Rondo to come in and give me 20 great minutes. I expect Rondo to give me 10 minutes in which he just puts people in their right position, which is what I think he did tonight. He I did that. Tonight. He did that. You're right. He did do what he needs to do tonight. And that's what I think Rondo will do most nights. I think Rondo will come in and give me 10, even like when he had Braun playing power forward. He came in and had Braun playing legit like Carl Malone. Literally, he was in the low block. Rondo was running the point guard, giving the ball. He was in the like powerful position, making plays from that. I just want Rondo to come in and give me ten to fifteen good minutes, in which Bron's off the court, whoever's off the court, and you come in and you just settle the offense down and put people in their correct places. 
Kuzma got more easy buckets tonight than what I've seen him get in the past previous three games. Reason being is, and also Rodham was getting a rebound. Everybody was boxing out long, getting a rebound. Rodham would get a rebound, push it up for it, and it actually pushed the pace forward, which benefited Kyle Kuzma. And again, the thing I need from Kyle Kuzma is, I need Kyle Kuzma to be, like I said, I know what Bron's going to do, I know what AD going to do. Everybody's thinking Bron, I've watched LeBron James for the past six years every night. He's not the scorer people want him to be. He never has been. LeBron always works best when other people are there to take the supreme scoring burden off him. Now, granted, he'll hit a timely bucket every now and then. Like, he's not completely in that score rate. But LeBron James, not Michael Jordan. He's not Kobe Bryant. That's uh, not I saw a clip That's early of LeBron like, James saying on Twitter, if I wanted to lead the league in scoring, I could lead the league in scoring. But that's not what I want to do. I don't need you a scorer. Huh? Giannis might lead the league in scoring. If I need a bucket, a skilled bucket, I'm not going to Giannis. Yes, you are. On that Bucks no, team. Yes, you are. If you need a buck on that no, Bucks no, team, no, no. look, look, you going to Chris Middleton? You going to Chris Middleton? You going to Middleton? No, I didn't say he was the best scorer on the team. I didn't say he was the best scorer on the team. But if I need a bucket, I'm giving the ball to my MVP. If I need a bucket, I'm giving it to my MVP. I'm giving it to Giannis. Give it to Giannis and move out the way. From 15 feet out, create. You're not going to Giannis right now. Like, you're not. Do you guys not think LeBron could leave this league in scoring if he wanted to? If he actually went out and tried to and try to shoot more, he doesn't take as many shots as the other lead scorers, but he always averages like 27 a game. I mean, if he took five or six more shots a game, you don't think he's getting around 30, 31 points a game? If he made his free throws, he'd be at 28 a game, but he can't make no damn free throws. No, I know, but I mean, like, if he if he upped his shooting and just was willing to shoot a worse percentage, he'd probably make... I mean, if he shoots five more shots a game, he's going to make one or two of those. Yeah, but he's, right he's not going to win. No Le- one's going to lead Harden. LeBron, right? LeBron, Harden. we judge LeBron off of winning, bro. I, I judge well, LeBron off winning. The conversation now. You no, I'm not. The no, I'm not. No, listen to what I'm saying. We don't judge him off of that. So that's why he, him leading the score, I mean, the league in scoring, oh, yeah, that doesn't matter. it does nothing for him. It does that's absolutely. The you're switching the conversation. Let me finish what I am saying, bro. Let. Why are you not gonna let me finish what I'm saying? What I, as I was saying, was he knows that he doesn't need to do that, and I know that he doesn't need to do that because I want to win basketball games. So yes, he can do that. I said he can play the fucking fifty. So I don't want to hear none of that. So what you saying, Abby, is irrelevant. Because I told you he could play till he got damn 50 years old. Yes, he could lead the league in scoring. But you're not going to win with him leading the league in scoring. So we don't need you to lead the league in scoring, LeBron. Go out there, shoot 50%, give me 10 to 12 assists, and, and try to hit some free throws at the end of games, and we'll try to win. That's what you need from LeBron. You don't need him going out there leading the league in scoring. He could probably do it. Obviously, he's big as hell. Dwight Howard, damn nigga, still probably get 20 points a game if you gave him 15, 16 touches at the rim. Anybody could do it if they got the athletic ability and that skill. He can too. But if you ask him, should he do it? Hell no. That's why he's not doing it. It's not a matter of if he can do it. I even tweeted tonight, and like I said, everybody love to talk to me and come to me and talk crap to me about anything I say that's negative about LeBron. But when I say things nice about him, I don't see the people coming to me saying, oh, you said this nice thing about LeBron. You you, you were very nice to LeBron. I said he was the most versatile player ever tonight. I didn't see anybody coming in the mentions 
praising me because I was praising LeBron. But anytime <laughs> I say anything bad about LeBron, everybody want to get mad about it. Him included. Anyway, Him included. When I say Kyle Cooper needs to be Kyrie, I just think that like his version of Kyrie, I think that you saw that tonight. I think that Kevin Love is, is, is I mean, not Kevin Love. And David is a better version of Kevin Love. LeBron James is a worse version of what he was then, but he's still LeBron James. And I think the one thing you need, not got, obviously, Kyle Kuzma is a forward. He's off the bench. His buckets are going to look different. But you still need to have Kyle Kuzma to hit those what-the-fuck buckets. And I think tonight he hit a lot of what-the-hell buckets. Even, like, even in the first half when he hit some shots off the dribble or when he, you know, hit, like, I think he hit a, like a step back. Or even when he, you know, I think he hit the bucket that put him up, was it five? Or was I it think two? so. Five, like, you yeah, need Cal Cooper to hit those timely buckets that Kyrie was hitting for Cleveland. When they needed, when, like, shit went to hell and everything broke down, they would dump the ball to Cal Cooper and something would happen. Now, granted, it's going to look different. He's not the same ISO creator that Kyrie is. But when things go to hell, I seem to be able to pass the ball to Kyle Kuzma and he makes something happen. I think Kyle Kuzma is the most important piece for this team, and I think that that's what I saw tonight. Now, granted, I don't think they're the best team in basketball, but watching this tonight, this was a game in which I thought they would lose. Honestly, I really thought I, I, I actually thought they would probably lose by like 10 points. Seeing them win this game, even though it is early in the season, just – me seeing Rondo back, Rondo did what I thought Rondo would do for this team. As in, just stabilize the second unit. Like, I think that if they played the game two weeks ago and Bron goes to the bench and they put Kuzma out there with maybe AD and Quinn Cook as point guard, the Suns going to 10 on one. But I think that just because. Oh, yeah, Rondo, probably. But I think just because Rondo was smart. Now, granted, he may not be the same person he was when he was 26, 27 years old. Just because he's smart, knows how to play the point guard position, that's not going to happen because Rondo just knows how to put people in their spots. Even the first three Calcus made, it was a handoff from Rondo. But the fact that Rondo was like, yo, let me hand the ball off and scream for the man as I hand the ball off, Quinn Cook would never. He just <laughs> wouldn't. He don't know to do it. Quinn Cook sucks. That's, that's true. He doesn't suck. He, like, uh, he comes in, he's supposed to hit threes. Every now and then, if they close out, they put the ball on the court, get a bucket. He doesn't suck. But it's just like, as far as setting the table for other people, that's not what Quinn Cook is supposed to do. Quinn Cook's supposed to be in the game with LeBron in the game with Ron out of the game. He's not supposed to be running the second unit, getting other people jumpers. That's in running the pick and roll. That's not what Quinn Cook does. That's for Ron to do. So I think tonight was encouraging because you finally saw the full Lakers team. And they actually closed the game out tonight against a Suns team that I think is possibly going to be a playoff team. And even if they aren't, they're going to be a very, very good team throughout the rest of the season. And they're not going to be some, some team you can walk over as long as they stay healthy. Okay. All right. Any final words on this matchup, uh, Sterling? Uh, I still think the Lakers win the finals. Uh, they're great. Are you a that's Lakers my, fan? Are you a Lakers fan? I'm a LeBron fan. Okay. Well, okay. My, like uh, Anthony Davis has been my, one of my favorite players in the league for okay. so one of my top three or four favorite players in the league for so long. So okay. I love Davis as well. Okay. You like you like Pavy. Will LeBron go? I go. Hey, Pavy, tilt your camera not, down I'm a little Mavs bit. I'm a Mavs fan by trade. So when you say you love Luca, it makes me very happy. Yeah, but, man. 
Luca! <laughs> Luca! All right, anyways, let's go ahead. Let's talk about the Portland Trail Blazers who continue to stink up the joint. They lost again tonight to the Sacramento Kings, 107 to 99. I watched this game. I saw Damian Lillard time after time after time after time take uh, pull-up threes that were one or two feet behind the three-point line. I was literally screaming out, that's not going in. And hell no. Dame been tweaking lately. The whole team has been tweaking lately. CJ is looking like he might need to get traded because he's looking like. I mean, he... to be fair to you, like not really, bro. The man took ten. The man took ten shots. Did you watch he the shot... game? Did you yes. watch? Listen, bro. He shot sixty percent from the field, forty percent from three, and ninety percent from the line. Like, yes, he probably took some threes that you thought were ill advised, but same time, like, who else is like? You got to look at what they're working with who, right there. Who else? Who else can what? Who else can shoot? Gee, I swear you to God, bro. I swear to God, bro. I, bro. I, what? What? Bro, the Dallas Blazers ain't got nobody that can shoot? Not really. You got Anthony Simons, who was 2 for 11. Like, if you think about the Blazers right now, he's pretty much the third option. He took 11 shots. He was 2 for 11. 1 for 5 for 3. Who, like, Dane at this point has to force it and try to keep it going? No, he didn't have to force it. He lost them the games. There was at least three or four possessions in that game, which I saw him come around the screen at the top of the three-point line with a man draped on him and another man coming up hard showing on the screen to to put his hand up, and he just jacking up threes, which led to other transition buckets on the other end for the Sacramento Kings. The Sacramento Kings have the worst coach in basketball. They should not be losing like though. No, the Portland Trailblazers should not be losing like this. This team is starting to look like a team that's going to be a 35-win team. And, Dame, you did all that rapping over the regular season, but I need to see some winning. I haven't been seeing a winning, and I haven't been it's seeing winning plays, including when they played the Clippers, when he didn't score in the fourth quarter. He ain't been playing good. CJ ain't been playing good. They both ain't been playing good. Sterling, go ahead, Sterling. Go ahead, Sterling. Can I can I say something? Okay, so last year when this team got swept by the Warriors, I probably would have fired Stotts. I know that's an unpopular opinion. I think getting swept and keep keep uh, losing under expectations, especially with KD out in the series, I would have fired Stotts. Under what expectations, Sterling? What were you well, expecting when get, from when them? When they get to the conference finals and you get over that Nuggets team as the as the two seed, and then you and then you have no KD in there, and you get swept the way they got swept. I'm gonna ask you a question. They have to lead in every game. Can I ask I mean, you a question? That's bad coaching. Can I ask you a question? Ten each game. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Is Nikola Jokic Stephen Curry? No. In the story. Period. That's why they okay. lost. What are you talking about? What are you What are you talking about? So Wardell, Stephen Curry, Draymond Green, and Clay Thompson. Kevin Durant was a piece of the cog. A huge cog. I mean, I'm sorry. A huge piece of the cog. But a piece of the cog, man. The Portland Trailblazers did not have the team to beat the Warriors last year. They didn't. No. Well, fast forward into this season, they make one of the biggest boneheaded mistakes of all time by trading for Whiteside. He's just terrible. He can put up numbers in the box store, but he is one of the worst centers in the NBA, right? Do you, do you disagree with that? I disagree with that. He, I, I, I think he, I, 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 saw, I saw that man come out the other night and put up like, 
and, and put up like ten he and twelve in the, the second score. half. He doesn't do anything good on the court though. I did. I He's disagree. In the box I disagree with that. The other night when they were playing the Clippers, he came out in the second half and played like a man possessed. And Dame Lillard and CJ scored in the third quarter, and they did not. And they both did not score in the fourth quarter. They both have not been what they should be this year. Dame's scoring average is high, but like I said, and I've said a million times about um, about um, uh, a Devin Booker. You can score all you want to, but are they translating the wins? They'll matter then. Devin Booker is finally translating the scoring and the and the selfishness that I didn't like into W's and into assists for other people. If Damon CJ not gonna score, other people yeah. need to have opportunities to score. I'm not seeing either one of them. I'm not seeing either one of them. I am not seeing either one of them create opportunities for other people. I'm just seeing them go out and jack up shots. They are just going out and jacking up shots. That is not how you're going to win. That is not a formula or a recipe to win. You have a guy out there who, on any given night, can give you 20 and 20. Get him the ball more, period. What do you mean, who? Hassan Whiteside, that's who. What are you talking about? We saw that man put up 16 and 18. Stop being disrespectful. He's going to give you 20 and 20 for the post, bro. He ain't got no skill post moves. Well, create some other opportunities. Dame and CJ just going out there jacking up shots. If Whiteside not hustling, he not getting buckets. The way Whiteside gets buckets is by hustling. Whiteside's not a skilled offensive player. You can't just dump Whiteside the ball and be like, all right, go figure me out a bucket in the post. That's not Whiteside. How many points a game is he giving you right now? About what, 15, 16? You telling me you can't get that man five to six more touches in the post and get that up to 20 when you're struggling to create a bucket for anybody else on the team other than Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum? Anthony Simons is 19 years old and, is, and has literally been the second best player on this team this year. Period. Well, as he my, I no, was, as he was, should not be. C.J. McCollum is on the team. What are you talking about? What I'm saying is they're going to probably have to do Whiteside and, and Simons for Kevin Love and do that trade. If they trade Warren. for Kevin Love, they deserve to fire the GM. What did you, what did Kevin, not, Kevin Love not solving this? Kevin Love not solving this? How? This year, no, but next year, maybe. No, he's not. This year, they, I feel like they have to do something this year. Lillard's not a spring chicken. He's not young. He's not that young. <laughs> I love that analogy. That's one of them grandpa analogies. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and McCall, you can move McCall, I guess. My whole problem with this team, I, my best friend's a huge Portland fan. Uh, you're not going to win in the playoffs without your best player being a wing, right? Or a four, at least. I mean, if you look at the history of the modern NBA, when's the last time a point guard was the best player on a final team? Stephen Curry. Stephen yeah, Curry. Outside of the Warriors, the, when the 2015, and they only won that final. The Detroit Pistons. The Detroit Pistons are arguable. Yeah, Tony Phillips and then Isaiah, right? Was Tony really the best player on that team, though? Dude, man, stop was, it! Look, look, Doc Rivers will slap the shit out of you if he heard you say that. Stop that! Stop that! Yes, he would. Who was the best player on that team? Was in the playoffs. Who was the best player on that team, Pavi? Please lie to me, please. Cedar Ben. Oh, I I thought you meant I thought you meant Isaiah. My bad. I thought you meant Isaiah. I was about to say, man. I thought you meant I thought you meant Isaiah. I was about to say, what is wrong with you? No. Oh man, I thought you meant Isaiah Thomas on the Pistons. Hey, tilt your webcam down some so we can see your old face, Pavi. I thought you no, meant. No, but say. Yeah. But no, but no, the same thing like below, like, like just go back to my theory why I don't believe in building around point guards or or players under six three. They don't win. <laughs> they it's really hard to win when you're under six four because you just can't affect the game in some ways every single night. Like maybe I might need you to go out and give me twenty points, ten rebounds, ten assists, two steals, and a block to win. 
If you're six two, you physically <laughs> cannot do that. But you know what you can do? Not take garbage threes, and that's what I saw from Dame Lillard. And all I want to see him do is do what Giannis has been doing, and do what this guy who who you know with this team that we're about to talk about. All I want to do is see him do what I've seen Donovan Mitchell do. And that's not only elevate himself, but elevate the other guys around him and also take his performance to another level. I have not yeah, seen that from Dame. No, right you now. told me Dame was going to win MVP. You lied to me. You we lied. You MVP told a lie. Like, you sat across from me in my house this? and you told me this? a lie. Can I say this? Can I say this? Right now, Dame Lillard, right now, is after 33 points, shooting 49% from the field, 39% from three, 90% from the line. Damn, they're at 50, 40, 90, Avenue 33. If Danny Leonard, if the Blazers were good, he'd win MVP. He's having the best season of his career. With, yeah, the, uh, with the 26, 20, 24th best record in the league, yeah, real the MVP Blazers stuff there. If Brandon, and guess what? If the, if the Pelicans are 9 and 1, Brandon Ingram will be the MVP right now. But guess what? They're not. They're not. Thank you, bro. Thank you for telling. Th- thank you, G. It's not his fault, bro. Whose fault is it then? Your starting G. Zach College, your starting power forward, has his fucking shoulder torn, labrum out for the damn near year. Whiteside plays for like one half and doesn't play anymore. Set out Whiteside. He gave me an interview, but goddamn, Nurkic's leg is still half deformed. He can't come back until All Star break. What do you want, Dame, as a six-one shooting? Point guard to do, G. How? CJ McCollum, CJ McCollum right now is shooting. Hold on, hold on. CJ McCollum is shooting 39% from the field, 30% from three, and he's your second option. That's Donovan Mitchell. That's Donovan Mitchell from the past couple of years. That's great. What do you mean? G, Donovan Mitchell ain't never shot 39% from the field. Stop fucking lying. Stop lying. <laughs> I think the main problem is Simons hasn't been as good as advertised. People were saying he was going to be like. Nah, you wild. What he you just mean? Hasn't been that. He been killing. He's been good. He's been good, but he hasn't been what people have been saying. He's literally interchangeable with McCollum. Like he is. He's gonna get CJ traded. Yeah, but I mean, a man twenty years old. Give him some time. Yeah, he will be. I think he's got great potential, and he's one of the top trade pieces in the league. I think thus far. I agree with like, that. so he just hasn't been as good as what people were saying coming into the year, and that's a big problem. To be fair to me, Donovan Mitchell did shoot thirty two percent from the field goal uh, percentage in the in the in last playoffs. I'm just saying he's not the most efficient guy in the world. I don't want to hear that. You tell me Dame Lillard is a guy that should win MVP. I just want to see an MVP. I ain't been seeing it. I got mad respect for Dame. Love Dame. Great rapper, but but his raps have outshined the play, and I need the play to outshine the raps because that's what I, I expect from him. He's big time. But anyways, the Brooklyn Nets. Lose again to the Utah Jazz. It just seems like late game, this team cannot get it together. Um, Kyrie Irving, once again, yeah, missed a late team. shot late in order to be able to put them ahead. Um, it was a three, obviously. He was fairly open on the bucket. Um, did you guys check this game out? What are your thoughts on this game? What are your thoughts overall um, on this next team so far through what has been the first 10 games of the season? Um, can I go grab another beer? Yeah, feel free. Pappy, go ahead. Yeah, of course, bro. Of course. You guys can start it. I'll be right back. Go ahead. Thing, man. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but no, what thoughts? So, so I didn't see the full game. I was uh, 
doing a podcast while watching the Lakers game. But I tuned in to like the last two minutes of it. Um, LeBron fans with a young team. I think the Jazz right now have a better team than, than what the Nets have. And it's just growing pain with, like, a young team. And even with Kyrie, he's still learning how to win basketball games while being the leader on his own team. He's still learning how to do that. Like, really, he's only had, I want to say, nine months experience doing this. Uh, you got hurt. Yeah. Like, you got hurt last – well, you got hurt your first year in Boston. But I still think Horford was a leader of that basketball team. You come back, you're healthy. I think everybody expects you to be that. But I still think for the most part, he's had really nine, ten months while being Kyrie's younger than me. Mm-hmm. I'm still learning how to figure out life. <laughs> so, like, Kyrie's probably still like figure out life as well as lead a basketball team. And I think that that's just what you're seeing right now. I thought the shot he took tonight was an open shot. It was a very makeable shot for him. I think they still will make the playoffs. I just think that this road trip, what have they been on a road for like what, like a week now? Yeah. I think this road trip has been hard for them. I think they will be well served by going back home, sleeping in their, in their own beds. Um, but yeah, I think they do need to turn this around eventually because eventually it's going to be a little bit too late and you don't want to get to a situation in which you know, you're like the sixth seed and you move in the first round. I think if it, it, it leads you to the next, you want to get to the second round and show the world, like, yo, we're still a very formidable basketball team without KD. And when KD come back, we're going to really do something special. Yeah, I think the good news for the Nets is that there are only six good teams in the Eastern Conference. And that's pretty much been the way it's been for the past, I don't know, six, seven, eight years. So if you're them, you can pretty much kind of slide through this first half of the season and as long as you stay above 500 or around 500 you'll be in that seven to eight slot um i have a question for you sterling do you think Kyrie yeah. is still clutch um yeah i do i i don't think i think that's an uh a bit of a hot take to call him not clutch i mean he hasn't really had he was bad last year in the playoffs with boston he's I, I can't react to him missing a big shot in, in a regular season, like the 12th game of the year or 10th game of the year. I think he's fine. In a, in a playoff situation, I don't think this team does anything this year. Uh, mm-hmm. They they really – he's better than Russell, but it's pretty much the same team running it back with, without Russell and Kyrie. They're going to be a playoff team 7-8, 6-8 eight, seed, like you said, probably. They get KD back next year. That's when we see how they are. All right. I think he's clutch. I think he's good. Pat, you think Kyrie's losing a little bit of that clutch, Gene? No, he just missed some shots. Like like everybody on planet Earth misses more. Hey, LeBron's better. I use that as an argument. Better in clutch. LeBron has better exactly. percentage. LeBron, you, you, hold on, wait a minute. It doesn't matter though. That's not a big deal. Hold on, hold on, wait a minute. You got a shot for your life. Hold on. So you, hold on, sir. Sterling. So you think LeBron is better than MJ? Two minutes. Why? Um, he's a better player. I mean, Jordan's better at scoring. I think LeBron's better at every other aspect of basketball. I don't need. I don't need two minutes. If you want to go. More accomplished, Jordan is. He has a six finals. But if you go the better player, LeBron's a better passer. He can defend more positions. Jordan, who was defending in the 90s, is not even close to the players now. I think Jordan's one of the one players from the 80s and 90s that would translate translate to today and be a really good player, be an all-star. Don't do that. But I think it matters. I mean, he's a great player who's phenomenal. Uh, LeBron's not that great a shooter. He's a better shooter than Jordan. Uh, he's better. He's as good, if not better, at driving. He he's not a better shooter than Jordan. Will. 
He is. He is. Uh, he, he's a better three-point shooter because he is in an era in which they take more. He is not a better shooter than Jordan. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Not a better shooter uh, than Mike. I think, Period. I think LeBron is mid-range at post worst at the absolute worst, the third best passer of all time, and I think that matters. No, I'd say you can give Magic and you could probably give Stockton, uh, but I would say LeBron. LeBron not a better passer than Jason Kidd, bro. I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. I'm not Jason I'm gonna keep it a thigh while with you. I don't think LeBron a better passer than Mark Jackson. Oh. I just think Mark Jackson is nowhere near as good of a player as LeBron. I mean, I mean that's just my honest opinion. I think as a passer of the basketball, I think Mark Jackson is a better passer of the basketball than LeBron James. I think Steve Nash is a better who? I think Bird might be as well. I oh yeah, Bird is too. Bird's numbers back it up as well. I mean, I I think that LeBron is a top ten passer of all time. But bona fide top three, I can't put him in there. But I'm not upset at it. You gave valid basketball reasons. Pavy, go ahead. What are we going to say? I'll give you this. If you want the top three basketball players ever, I think it could be any iteration of, and I won't be mad if you put any of these guys number one, LeBron, Jordan, Kareem. And I think it has to be those three. I don't know how you can put somebody else in the top three. I'm not putting Kareem over Shaq. I think Shaq, I mean, I got respect for Kareem. Shaq's more dominant, but Kareem has, I I mean, Shaq, I think, is probably – I'm not going to – we don't need to get into a long – this is a long conversation. I think Shaq's between my 8 and 13. He just wasn't good for long – he was great, but he had – he didn't care about basketball enough, I felt like. Did, what, he cared about – Did you things. see what that man did when he didn't care? Oh, he's phenomenal. He's phenomenal. He got he's four rings. He does. He does. No, I, I think he's great. You got Akeem over him? Who? You got Akeem Olajuwon over him? Over Shaq? Yeah. No, no, no. Okay. I don't think so. So where's the king right to you then? Now you start. I mean, that, now I'm intrigued. If I'm doing my top ten, I can give you a, the top three and do older guys like do Russell and Wilt, although I don't know if you want to count them. That's fine. And how many people do I have left? Kobe's somewhere around there. KD's in there. I mean, it's it's you're really picking at straws to do a top ten. I think the top three is my solidified thing. It's Kareem, uh, Jordan, and LeBron, in an order you want to put yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know. You put Shaq, I guess. He's, do- he's the most dominant ever, probably. Yeah, but he also played with Magic, man. If, if he didn't play with Magic, a lot of that dominance that we saw would not exist. But I can't be upset at that opinion because I do think that Kareem, his sustained excellence over time is something that will be marveled uh, alongside guys like LeBron James. Any final words Can on I ask this topic? Can Go ahead. You think so? LeBron's probably going to be the scoring champion. You think any uh, when it's all said and done? You think no, anybody's going to ever? I don't think he will. You don't think he will? No, he won't catch Kareem. That's a lot. That's a lot. He's slowing down already. Like I, I, I mean, that's a lot. Like like even even we talk. It is. It is. You know, well, do you think anybody catches? Do you think anybody catches that? The number LeBron ends with. We laugh at. I thought the only person that I thought could potentially catch Kareem was Kevin Durant, and he tore his Achilles. I agree with that. So I don't I don't think LeBron will get there. I think that LeBron, as he gets older, he's gonna start to play more point guard. He already to me is missing tons of layups that I would normally see him just easily glide into the rim or easily yeah, glide off the back or off the backboard or easily in the basket, period. Um and although he's still powerful and fast and strong, like at, at you know, at his age, we always gotta ask ourselves how long is that gonna last? So for me with LeBron as he gets older, I think he will devolve, but also evolve into a point guard um, versus more of what he's, his, you know, has done most of his career, which is play small four, power four. But that's just me. 
I, I don't see him being a power four for the rest of his career. I think that it will be, it's way easier on his body because even when the small guys guard him, they can't really do nothing with him. And we see Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is doing what he's doing. He can't shoot free throws or shoot a three to save anybody's life. So, I mean, that is what it is. But, anyways, moving on. Nuggets beat the Hawks. Ice trade a game. Shout out to Trey Young, as always, coming through, man. The man has been throwing the man has thrown the basketball through so many people's legs this season. I'm surprised ain't nobody stole on that man yet. Uh, Trey Young <laughs> is good, but he's good and he's disrespectful. And that's why I like him. Reminds me of my guy. It reminds me, you know, he's not better than Luca. And it reminds me of my guy, Steph Curry. Pappy love to say he ain't Steph Curry because he's arrogant. No. I ain't hear that man say one thing about Trey Young. Trey Young be shimmying on the sidelines, blowing kisses, doing push ups. No. If that ain't arrogance, then what is, Pappy? What is it, huh? Yeah, no. go ahead. Tap, like, tiptoe around that. The only reason why people compare them is because they both white skin and they don't look black. And they both they take 13 threes a game. Exactly. Freudian slip. You know what they call it? It's a Freudian slip, my oh, friend. Listen, I think that what Trey Young does best is pass the ball. I said it's a summer league. It's a summer league when he was missing shots, but he was still having like eight, nine assists. And I was like, yo, when he plays with actual NBA, that was like 10 assists. I think what Trey Young does best by far is pass because he's too small to have scoring or shooting be the best thing that he does. And I think what Steph Curry does by far is shoot ball. And then rebound and then pass. I disagree with you, but um, I think that he is a combination of Steph Curry and Steve Nash. And that's what I love about him because I think that he plays with the efficiency of a Steve Nash, um, but with the recklessness of a Steph Curry. Um, but I also think that he has he does have more of a natural point guard gift than Steph Curry. Um, and, I, and I do think that he is a better passer overall. But if we're talking about better player um, um, in terms of what a 20, obviously, yes. But with Trey, I just need to see him rack up accomplishments. He's been a guy that I've, uh, you know, you know, always you know, been fond of. I just, you know, obviously, like, I've been on this Luka hype train for forever. So when it came to rookie of the year, I had to root against the man. But I can't root against – I don't root against him, you know, in, you know, in any other way than that. The man is, you know, tremendous. I think that he's been playing amazing this season. He dropped a 40 ball tonight. What you going to do for this 40 ball on the Nuggets? The Nuggets, as we've said multiple times this season, have regressed to me. They don't look to be as good to me. And although I know that, like – they haven't lost a lot of games. I just don't see the same level of killer from them that I saw or that same level of hunger. I feel like now they expect to be here, and I think that that is part of the problem. Like I think if you're a team that's gotten to the finals 
or to the conference finals, you can come out the next season and act like you expect to be there. But if you're a team that's in really your second year and making the cha- oh, you know, I'm sorry, the playoffs after missing it two years basically by a couple games, you got to continue to come out and be as hungry as you were before. And they just look like they're just I, like I like they don't look scary to me. They look very vanilla. They look very vanilla to me. They're like even the Jazz. Like if Donovan Mitchell is gonna play like this all season long, yes, the Jazz are scary. Um, and 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 also well, the Jazz have won a bunch of games this season to me that they should have lost, but they won because they just played better basketball and executed mm-hmm. at the end of games than other teams. I've seen plenty of losses from them that they've. Uh, I'm sorry, I've seen plenty of wins that I was looking at that win, especially a few of them that they've had at home, including the one with Bogdanovich where he had the game winner. That shouldn't have been, you know, a loss by the Bucks, but sometimes you just get out-executed. You leave a guy open for a three, and then that's what happens. Um, and I think that the Jazz have been looking really good. You know, and I've been hating on them. I said that I thought they were going to miss the playoffs. Um, obviously, I didn't see <laughs> – obviously, I didn't see Zion going down. I didn't see Steph Curry breaking his damn hand. I didn't see the Spurs. I saw the Spurs kind of being kind of mid, but they look kind of exactly how I thought they were, and that's a little scary to me. And I didn't see the Kings starting off 0-5 or however they started. But what do you guys yeah. think about the Nuggets game? Or how you know, what do you guys think about this team? Are you impressed with the Nuggets? Um, are you impressed with the Hawks? Go ahead. I'll say first, I'm a I'm a historical Trey Young hater. I never thought he was even close to Luca. Uh, he's great. Uh, I, I was saying this to you before before uh, we started this. Uh, I really think Luca is going to win two or three MVPs and be like a a generational player. He's gonna be uh if he stays healthy i think a top 50 player all time i don't see the same for trey young and so that's why i was, and I, I i follow some people that say they, they won the trade and i just have always hated trey young for that he's a great player tonight's game what do you what do you go uh 13 or, yeah shot 62 percent 61 percent 62 percent of the field 62 percent from three uh with 11 assists he's a phenomenal player and he's blossomed into something i don't think anybody thought he would they thought he would they wanted to compare him to curry out of college and i i think he's more curry than how you said nash but um obviously he's lived up to the expectations and exceeded them uh as for the nuggets i when i when i did uh i did an nba preview with uh what uh what's that humble tige on yeah. my podcast yeah and uh and we we did it and we were both saying how we think the nuggets have a legitimate shot to make the make the finals and win the finals because of their team coming back they're all the same problem with the nuggets is and i think this is true it's from bill simmons he he said this and he and i sometimes agree with him sometimes he's he's an idiot but he said you're not going to win the finals if you don't have a top seven guy and i don't think joe is a top seven guy and so their expectations are winning the finals not, I don't think it's happening this year, especially if Jamal Murray doesn't make the leap. And it's looking like he plays good, but he needs to be a all-star caliber player for them to have a chance to reach their goal. And I'm not seeing it so far. Pavi, what are your thoughts on the Hawks and the Nuggets? Well, I think for one, uh, I would like to see what training the teams to do. I mean, obviously, John Collin got suspended, but Jabari Park is having a great season for one. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jabari is, I think he's having the season. Some people thought he would have in Chicago last year. Uh, when he went there, he's having it now. Just playing in like a better system, playing with pretty much really no expectations. You're not playing at home. Nobody really expects many things from you. Um, and Trey Young, no matter who's in line, continues to you know uh, maneuver and do what he does. Um, 
I think Trey, I, I, yeah, I, I was skeptical about Trey Young, but I remember watching him at Summer League two years ago, and I was like, oh, shit, he can really pass. He was missing shots, but I'm like, he's probably just not strong enough right now to make those shots. When he puts on five to ten pounds of muscle and the ball becomes easier for him to literally throw towards the rim, he'll probably start to make them. Now, I think that this year he's put on five to ten pounds of muscle. Even he started putting on, honestly, last year, like in season, he started putting on more muscle. And like the ball became easier for him to shoot. I think that, that's just what you're seeing, the product of that this season. As far as the Nuggets go, I've been saying this all year. Last year, this year, I used to say they need a guy who, when all hell breaks down, I can get a ball and then walk away from him and tell him to figure it out. And I think that Michael Porter Jr. could be that guy. Um, you hope that he could be that guy, you know, if, if, if he's the guy coming out of high school before the injuries. Um, but if he's not that guy, it's going to be something that they're going to have to, you know, work around and, and, and you know, worry about how it is long as, how, however long this team is constructed. I think that Jamal Murray is good. I don't think that he's $170 million good. But I think that he's good. <laughs> but 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 when you're paying the man 170, you think that man going to come in there and be a consistent all-star and, you know, kind of like take that role for you. And I don't think that Jamal Murray is like that. So I think that the one thing that the Nuggets struggle from sometimes is like, for instance, the Timberwolves game, when they went seven minutes without a bucket. Like no team with anybody who can create something for themselves goes seven minutes without a bucket. They just don't have that guy. I love Jokic, but I think the best Jokic is him giving you 18 to 15, 11 boards and seven assists, and not 20 points, 10 boards, seven assists. I think you have him do that, you have him do too much. Yeah, I can agree with that. I think I, I like Jokic a lot, or Jokic, but uh, I do, I agree. I, I think that if you're wanting him to score 25 to 30, that's it's just point. not gonna. It's not gonna be an efficient twenty-five to thirty. Also, a little aside here. Uh, I went to a, a lot of Michael Porter Jr. games because he played in my state in high school, and I literally thought he was gonna be like the next KD. Like he was. Maybe that's a back person, but he was so dominant. No, 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 no stop. Not that yeah. person. Like they, like they had the same type of height, same type. He was of weight, so good. Same type of game. When you looked at them, like that's what the accurate comparison for him was. It just so yeah. happened to have he had a bad back. Yeah, it sucks. Yep. Brandon yep. Roy coached that team, and I and I, I saw quite a few of the games, and I thought, wow, this guy's going to be so dominant in the NBA. And I thought the Nuggets have a steal with him, and you, you give him the redshirt year, and hopefully he uh, he has good health from this point forward. But I, I don't know if he has it this year, and that's a big problem, right? Like, they want to win the finals this year. I agree with you, Jamal Murray. That's the $170 million. He's not that type of player. And I know we're going to talk about the Sixers, Jamal Murray's had a bad contract, but the worst contract's on the Sixers. Uh, We'll talk about it in a second, but let's go ahead. Let's hop into a quick lightning round before we get ready to talk about Philly and get ready to get out of here. Um, The Miami Heat beat the Detroit Pistons. No Blake Griffin tonight. No Derrick Rose tonight. Jimmy Butler came out tonight, and he was balling. He put up 23 points. He gave you 13 assists. Jimmy Butler, as Pavi has said, has been playing his all-around best basketball. I agree with that. Any thoughts on this game really quickly, super quick? 
Uh, I actually bet it on. I bet the over on the season wins for the Heat. They're going to obviously get it. I think it was 43 and a half. I think they won 41 last year. Uh-huh. Uh, I have them my three or four seed in the East. They look good. They look really good. Tyler Hero's a good rookie. Low-key uh, low contender for rookie of the year. Uh, Nunn is amazing. Uh, can't believe it. Nobody, nobody could have predicted that. And then I love uh, how Bam's been playing. And, uh, yeah, though, I like the team. I like this team a lot. I don't think they can get to the finals, but they have an actual outside chance to make the conference finals. A, a punch I agree with that. I agree with that. Yep. All right. Cool. Moving on to the oh, I'm sorry. Moving on to the next one. We got the uh, Indiana Pacers. They zapped the Thunder today. Uh, one eleven eighty five. The Thunder just don't seem like they're going to be any good. Chris Paul's trade value is slowly decreasing game after game. Um, the good news <laughs> for them is Shea Gilders Alexander at least looks to be promising, and Danilo is not completely terrible. This uh, Oklahoma City team is a team that I'm not expecting much from. The Pacers team, Victor Oladipo, is finally getting back into the mix. He should probably be coming back in the next kind of two to three weeks. What are your thoughts on Victor Oladipo's return, guys? Can I say two things? Yes. Quickly. Uh, first of all, Victor Oladipo is on the mass Singer right now, and he's going to win. He's got a beautiful voice. Uh, second thing, is, yeah, is, second thing is Chris Paul, you said his trade value is going down. I think it's going up because we have a lot. I, I agree. I don't think it should, but you have teams like the Bucks who definitely need a point guard. For so, $45 million a year? Thank you. Hey, they need to win the finals. You hey, can't I, trade I that contract, contract though. You can have that for two more years. Look at him. Look at me, Sterling. You can come back anytime. Thank you, Sterling. Talk to something. Well, uh, this is, here's how I'll give it to you. Uh, if they don't make the trade, they have Eric Bledsoe playing point guard. I don't know how they make it happen. I know they're one of the teams that can. Another team that actually can do it that probably really wants to is uh, the Sixers. Tobias no. Harris, that contract's terrible. We're going to talk about them in a second. Now, I'll give you my hot takes on the Sixers, but uh, I don't think his trade value is going down. I mean, it's he's not the player he once was. His contract's terrible, but teams need point guards, and uh, I think it's going to be the same. He's not been great this year. He's going to get traded. That's right? a lot of because money. As for, as for Olin Depot and the Pacers, I don't like that team, but if he comes back and play and balls how he did before the injury, I think that they're going to be fine. Okay. I All don't right. think Bogdanovich is not. Is my, my thoughts on them. I didn't watch this game, though. So if you, you guys watch the game. Uh, okay, cool. So let's go ahead. Philly escapes with the win over the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, we're going to make this one super quick because I don't want to spend a million hours talking about the Cavs. But I saw people complaining about Ben Simmons on Twitter. Have yourself included. Go ahead. Drop your quick thoughts about the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, uh, I think... Oh, you want to go cut it? Too early. What? Oh, uh, my bad. Like it was like my bad. It was it was like static. Yeah, I, I like I I didn't know he was talking. Um, but yeah, it was so many plays tonight. I saw it was like Ben be on a fast break. Somebody would converge him. He would just pass the ball off like way too early. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, bro, you're six nine. You run a whatever the hell forty. You big. You mad at letting just go to the rim. But I think a lot of what affects Ben Simmons is he doesn't shoot free throws very well still, so he doesn't really want to touch the line. And I really think the fact that he can't shoot free throws is holding his game back so, so much. I don't care about him not being able to shoot threes or shoot the ball. There's so many situations in which they don't get in transition, and because he just doesn't attack the way he should attack, it messes everything else up. 
And I'm with you. Tobias Harris shouldn't be getting 170. <laughs> like, even today, like, I'm watching him and I'm like, yo, you shoot, what, 28% from the three-point line? He but shot zero for line, 11 today. Yeah, but I think even, like, a lot of them shooting that is because, like, the space on the court ain't the same. Like, if Ben don't want to go to the rim because he can't shoot free throws, and he passes you the ball at the free throw line, when really he should be passing you that, like, all the way in, like, the circle down there. So people can easily rotate out you because he don't want to go and shoot the ball. I, I, like, I think it, it, was, it was deeper than just him just missing shots. Mm-hmm. And also, even with I see some like what what like Embiid doing right. I feel like the last play of the game, excuse me, in which they actually ran actually play, Embiid sent a great screen as a bad screen. You know, he sealed the man, caught up like uh, caught the ball, laid it up. That was great. I see too many times Embiid out there dribbling. Like I, I knew it was bad when last year I was at a thrift store with a woman. She was from Philly, talking about basketball, and she was like, "Yo, Embiid dribble too much." <laughs> A woman told me that, like, yo, Embiid dribbles too much. And I'm like, yo, you out there trying to be Kyrie. You one of the biggest people in the league. But you, you got Trisha on you. Put the man on the block. Abuse mm-hmm. the man like you did Towns. Make the man want to fight you. And get that man 35. But you want to go out here, dribble, be cute, do all that? I'm not. So, again, with the sisters, like, on, we're going to do it. Horford didn't play tonight. Like TPJ said the other day, you know, Morgan is a guy who you just tell people, yo, chill, stop, do this, calm down. He didn't play tonight. Even in lineups when, you know, you would take him be off the court, usually Horford would, would, you know, be in that lineup. But I still do worry about them. And the main worry I have about them is the fact that Ben Simmons still can't shoot free throws. If the man could shoot 73% from the line, I would feel differently. But you got Go ahead, quickly, Sterling, go ahead. Yeah, okay, I have, the, I'll be quick, but I have a lot of thoughts on the 76ers. I think they're the biggest disappointment this year. I can give, I can care less about their record. Uh, Embiid is going to play 65 games again. He can't stay healthy. It's a, it's a huge concern, and I think it's going to be a derailment to his career. I really do think Ben Simmons is the most overrated player in the league, okay? He cannot shoot. He's good at a lot of other things, but he is an offensive liability. You have the best defensive rookie in Thibel. You can't play them together because you don't have to guard the perimeter if they're both in. They can defend everybody. They're great at defense, but they are such a liability on the offensive side. Um, Tobias Harris, man, I don't even know what you do with that. I feel like they have to legitimately think about moving Ben Simmons in a trade. They're not going to, but they probably have to think about it because you need a better guard at offense. If they they lose this year, then you trade him or you explore it. If you don't lose, then you don't need to. What am I trading him for? Why? I I think the guy's going to be better than LeBron. Why am I trading him? He's he's not even 24 years old yet. He's not 24 years old yet. Giannis won MVP at 24. At this this rate... We have to accept he's never developed, developed an injury. I think that's bullshit. I talk shit about Andrew Wiggins, and Andrew Wiggins is a guy that you see is, is starting to develop his game as he gets a little bit older, and he's starting to show himself again. He's averaging 24 right now. That's not 21. Shut your ass up. Okay. Actually, I'm sorry. He averaged 23 at 21. Now he's averaging 24. Lean back. We can't even see your whole face. We can't see your face. Scoot back. We can't see your face. He was averaging 23. Well, I think, I think if you, I, this isn't going to happen. It won't happen, but I think a legitimately trade that would be considerable would be Ben Simmons for Wiggins. Ben Simmons is such a liability on the offensive end. Why would, I don't know if people can like it. What? Why would you trade Ben Simmons for Wiggins? I wouldn't do that trade because Wiggins That's the most preposterous thing you said all night. How does that solve anything when you still got Tobias Harris? CPJ, 
stop. Let the man Sterling talk. I'm, Sterling, you have the floor. I'm not saying I do that trade. I'm saying Ben Simmons, his potential will never be reached because he can't shoot the ball. That doesn't make sense. He's three years into the league. He's an all-star. What? You trade away an all-star because he can't shoot? He'll be an all-star all he wants for his defensive problem. He's great at defense in his game. He ain't no all-star because he played defense, man. Stop that. No, I, Acting like that I, man, I, Tony Allen. Get out of here. Stop I, that. Tony Allen, he's a bust. I mean, he, 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 he a bust. He a bus. He a bus. A bus giving you sixteen ninety seven. A bus giving you sixteen ninety seven. He is not no goddamn bus. Stop it. But you call Wiggins a bus for averaging twenty one. Wiggins was a number one pick, and Wiggins sucks. Has Wiggins ever been an all star? Wiggins ain't never been an all star. He ain't never sniffed an all star game. He ain't even been in a rising stars competition. That's how weak he is. Sit your ass down. Sit your ass down. He ain't even been in the Rising Stars competition. This team needs to win the finals this year, right? I'm sorry, not the Rising Stars. I'm thinking about the stuff where they shoot the threes out of the buckets. You know, where they have, like, the people that ain't good, that ain't All-Stars, playing that because they want to showcase them on All-Star. Go ahead. My bad. Wait, this team, this 76ers team needs to win the finals this year, right? Yeah. Not this year. Well, they don't need They need to make the finals. I... If they make the finals, it's a successful year. You can't say it's not a successful year. You're playing with literal, you're playing poker, gambling on them beats health at this point. No, it's you're just not. So That's dry. why you get Al Horford. Have you not seen Al Horford? Al Horford damn near beat LeBron James a couple. Al Horford and some rookies damn near beat LeBron James on their own. Come on, man. He, okay. But that was also. Brett, okay, then we're going to do the Brett Brown thing, and then that's even worse. We're not going to do the Brett Brown thing because, like I said about Al Horford with these players, the same way he can tell them players, calm your ass down, he can tell Brett Brown, no, that's not going to work. Do this, well, and Brett Brown going to listen to him because he's Al Horford. Well, okay, look, I mean, their lineup this year is fundamentally worse than last year because they don't have Jimmy Butler, right? No, it's not worse. Why is it worse? Why? You it's worse because they don't have any shooting. It's worse because they lost J.J. Reddick. Okay, in a close game at the end, who are you going to? Because if you're saying Embiid, that's not a good bucket because he's a he's a he's a post player and he shoots so many he okay. shoots way too many threes. I disagree with that. I think I think in a close game at the end, you've seen Al Horford get the ball at the end. You've seen Joel Embiid get the ball at. The end. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? Who? What do you? Who's gonna beat them in the East? Who can beat them in the East? In seven games, who's gonna beat them? Uh, okay. Who has the size to contend with them? Realistically, the teams I think that could beat them in the East are Bucks if they get a point guard, and I think, mm. and I this is a that's a big ass if, team. man. I really believe the Raptors. I think they're a good team. You on that booger sugar? Now they look. I, they barely I, beat them I, with Kawhi Leonard last year. They barely beat them with Kawhi Leonard on a hobbled Embiid who who had food poisoning for a whole week. They're not gonna beat them with no Kawhi Leonard. It's not happening. Siakam going to do that against Al Horford and Joel Embiid. Siakam's made the and, it seems, right? Huh? Does that not seem like he has? He seems like a top 15 player, top 20 player right now. He wasn't last Look, year. he's not doing that against Al Horford and Joel Embiid. OG wasn't there last year. And none of them guys, and none of those guys are going to win you a series. We talking about guys that can win you a series. None of those guys you just named are winning me series, including Pascal Siakam. If the 76ers play basketball like the 04 Pistons and they hold teams to 80 points a game, yeah, they're going to win a lot of games. They don't have people that can score. Like, their best scorer is Embiid. And 
His health is such a concern. I, I don't know. I can't I can't get by that. He just I, isn't going to play that. When did you see him be alpha? He ain't even been alpha health this season. He was out because he was tussling with a man. You act like Mike the man was hurt. Mike missed the back-to-back. Actually, they have a back-to-back. So what? Kawhi don't play no goddamn back-to-backs, and everybody, you sit up and telling me he the MVP. He should have taken the I think, okay. If you, if that, what is the point of load management? To manage the load. To make sure that it is not too much for your player to handle. That's what you're supposed to do. That's what good staffs do. What are y'all talking about? I think the Sixers about? are the favorite. I think the Sixers are the favorite for Oh, no, you froze. Uh, the Buffy Chris Middleton. I mean, that's why. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. My bad. Go ahead. Yeah, I, th- I think the Sixers are the favorite, but that's because the Bucks pay Chris Middleton $200 million, and that's their fault. I mean, the that's East is really weak. So. What happened? I, I disagree with that. I think that the Bucks' problem wasn't paying Chris Middleton $200 million. It was letting Malcolm Brogdon walk. And now that you don't have a, a, a you know a real point guard out there, because I think Eric Bledsoe is more of a combo defensive uh, uh, guard than he is a, a straight point guard, that's where you see it. But anyway, well, they had to do it, or else they lose Giannis, right? They lose him in two years. If they don't if they don't build around him at all. You do build around him if you keep Brogdon. Who's getting him the ball now? Now Giannis has to be the uh, the primary playmaker on the floor. But you see what Brogdon's doing. Brogdon's Top ten in the league in, in assists right now. He's playing. Oh, he's, he's been good. He's, he's been playing good. like Andre Miller, and that's really what the Bucks team needs. So you telling me, oh, don't pay Malcolm Brogdon, but trade for Chris Paul for forty five million dollars? Come on, man. Moving on. Final thought of the night, guys. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Can I say this? Can Go I, ahead. Can I say this? Go ahead. Make I it quick because you're, you're, you're telling fibs. Malcolm Go ahead. Brogdon's foot injury is worse than uh, I'm sure anybody else knows because their their medical staff is the reason he got moved, not that they didn't want to pay him. His foot they're willing in, to pay. His foot injury win. ain't that goddamn bad. Stop that, man. They they kept that man because they saw Eric Bledsoe and they was like, oh, we can get Eric Bledsoe on a deal on a on a nice deal if we give him this extension during the regular season and we'll bet on him. And if we can lose Brogdon, Bledsoe, who's playing at a damn near all star level, will be able to replace Brogdon. What happens is is you see the value of Malcolm Brogdon. You saw the value of Malcolm Brogdon in that entire playoff run. And if Malcolm Brogdon would have been out there that entire playoff run, I don't think that they would have lost to the Raptors. I think that him being out for as much time as he was out through off their entire rhythm, the entire way that the team played, and I think that that is what screwed them over more than anything because there was nobody else on the floor to hold the ball, and you were stuck with George Hill being on the floor at the end of games making plays when I win any goddamn day of the year. I'd rather Malcolm Brogdon out there. Shout out to Malcolm Brogdon, the president, the guy who damn near every year gives you uh, damn near 40% from the uh, from the three-point line. Huh? Huh? 50-40-90. Exactly. Yeah. So, so what? So, it's, it's no comparison. No, why do you keep? Why do you? Huh? They were willing to. They seem like they're willing to pay money and go into the luxury tax. So they, they saw what they got with Eric Bledsoe in the playoffs last year. He was unplayable. He shot the worst of anybody. He was unplay. He was an unplayable player. Yeah, but if you didn't, so they, they could have kept Brockton. They obviously think his medical issues worse than other people thought. Maybe they're wrong. Nah, I, I, I was. I hate that. I, don't think that's I hate it. that they pay Chris Middleton that money, but they I have don't to think keep that's Giannis. It. I don't think that's it. I think that they know that Giannis and Middleton are close. I think that 
they know a guy like Brogdon wants to get paid, but he also wants the ball in his hands and a lot of responsibilities. And when you re-up with a guy like Eric Bledsoe, you have to put the ball in his hands and you have to give him responsibility. And if I'm Malcolm Brogdon, what the hell you mean you got to put the ball in his hands and give him responsibilities? And that should be my job because I'm the best one at doing it on this team. And that's what it was. But You're right on that. anyways, my final thought of the night are um, no real final thoughts. I think that you know tomorrow will be very interesting to see the Clippers versus the Rockets. Um, I think to me that's their first real test that I you know you know that I'll see from them this season. Um, you know, the, I mean the Lakers game was a test because I thought that they were going to get blown out, which they did not. They played very very well, but I think that you know kind of after you get off opening night and you kind of you know you know you no longer you're no longer fooling anybody anymore. Um, if you're the Clippers with this lineup that they have out there that's currently constructed, so bringing a guy like Paul George in. After you play a team like the Rockets, number one, make sure that the next time you play them, there's a new wrinkle in the fold in terms of what you do when you play them. But also, I think that what it does is it gives Paul George the perfect amount of confidence to come in in New Orleans um, and not have to deal with the expectations of getting everybody tickets to play at his first game in L.A. and making sure, you know, and all the other stuff like that. That's much more of an easier task for him versus the Hawks than versus a, a premier team in the league. Um, so I think that, you know, it'll be very, very interesting to kind of see where, you know, the game goes tomorrow between the Rockets and the Clippers. But that's my final opinion. Um, thank you, uh, Sterling, for joining me. Thank you, Pavi, for joining me tonight. I appreciate both of you guys. Pavi, go ahead, get your plug in, talk to the people that know where they can find you at. You guys can find me on Twitter at Pavi World, uh, P-A-V-I World, um, and com. Check out everything, Pavi. All right, Sterling, go ahead. You as well. Talk to the people. Let them know where they can find you at. Yes, uh, Twitter at Sterling Redke. That's S-T-E-R-L-I-N-G-R-E-T-T-K-E. Uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify, Sports with Sterling, uh, dropping episodes twice a week. We're going to try to get a third episode, basketball episode. I'm doing only football right now. Uh, also, final thought. Hold on. Wait a minute. You froze. Hold on for a second. You froze. Hold on. You froze. Go ahead. Uh, oh, did you get my uh, Sports with Sterling on Apple Podcasts and Spotify? I'm only doing football right now, but I'm going to do. I'm going to add a basketball episode in there, two episodes a week. Uh, also, my final thought. Uh, Lakers beating Golden State by at least 20 tomorrow. All right, cool. So, anyways, thank you, guys. I appreciate you both for joining. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to hop into my stat of the night before we get ready to get out of here. Um, Looking at one LeBron James, obviously you've heard me say that the man has fallen off. Um, But right now LeBron is making me eat that crow. Um, He's been playing very, very well. He doesn't look like he has fallen off. um, But I do think that a guy like Luka is the guy for me. And he is the guy that I think is now going to take that mantle and be the new king of the NBA, especially with Kevin Durant limping on one leg. Um, But my stat of the night is actually revolving the king himself, LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James. Um, LeBron this season um, has uh, only had four games with less than assists this entire... I'm sorry, he's only had four games with less than 11 assists this entire uh, uh, season. I'm very, very impressed with that. And even in the games where I saw when he had less than 11 assists, there were like eight, there were six, there were four. Um, I think that this year LeBron is really... You know, I think that the Lakers really tried to throw a little smoke screen with everybody saying, oh, he's not going to play point. But we obviously see that LeBron is the point guard for this team, even though he's starting still at the small four spot. I think that LeBron James' ability to be versatile is the thing that puts him in that conversation of the greats in the top ten, in the top fives, in the top threes, in the top one, if that's where you have him. Uh, I think that LeBron this year, you know, is proving a lot of people, myself included, wrong. So shout out to LeBron. I hope it lasts. I I, I worry about LeBron's health. I worry about Anthony Davis' health. 
Um, AD is laboring with that shoulder every single time somebody hits it or he does anything. It's very reminiscent of, and like I said before on Twitter, this is 100%, a million percent speculative. It looks very reminiscent of what Paul George looked like after he tore his labrum last year. And we've, you know, you know, Pavin and I have seen WNBA players that will play with torn labrums to get through the season. Um, and I think for AD, this is one of those things where if you do, if you realize you are dealing with something like that, you got to deal with it through the rest of the year anyways because you just signed this contract and you trying to make sure your first year in L.A. is a success. And if it's not, it's going to really fall on him because, you know, Lakers fans, they already want to turn on the man for Brandon Ingram. Um, so I worry about AD's health. I worry about LeBron's health. Sometimes when I see LeBron fall, I'm always like, oh, get up, big fella. Even when he got elbowed in the, um, in the peck earlier by, um, um, by, 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 by I forgot who it was on the Phoenix Suns. He was grabbing himself for a minute. I'm like, all right, I hope you're all right, LeBron. Like, now I'm actually starting. Before I was like, all right, you're going to get up. Now I'm like, all right, get up, LeBron. But anyways, I appreciate you guys for joining me. Thank you for calling in to the two-for-one show. Um, I appreciate it. I will get up with you guys later. Fans, 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 thank you all so very, very much for, um, um, you know, making sure that you continue to support this show. I appreciate you all. Make sure that you subscribe. You like this video as well as you go right now and you subscribe to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash HMB. Subscribe there for more content. We are trying to bring you guys more and better content. Also, make sure you go and you check out all of our Clippers content. Once again, this has been your boy TPJ for the two for one show special. Shout out to my guest Sterling, as well as a shout out to my guest Pavy as well. I will get up with you guys the next time I do it. I might not do it to tomorrow night because I told my girl I was only going to do it for 20 minutes and I wound up doing it for an hour and 20 minutes tonight. She's going to be mad as hell at me. But anyways, I will get up with you all next time. And until then, I will talk to you all later. Shout out to Sterling and Pavy. Thank you. Thank you. And until next time, Thank you. peace.